Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark movies from our different perspectives, mine being the hopeless romantic. And mine being the cynical cinephile. My name is Stephanie. And I'm Hamilton. And tonight we are talking about the first winter movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this year they're calling them New Year New Movies is the slogan, I think. Sure, maybe. You, you would know more than I would. It's. Yeah. I don't think it's Winterfest anymore. Uh, well, I so hope not, because this one wasn't very wintry. No, I think they they learned from from their mistakes uh, in past times. <laughs> so it's just New Year, new movies. Sure. Okay. I'm glad they're owning up to it. Um. Uh. So we're talking about where your heart belongs. Yes. Yes, we are. Uh. This one came out as the first one of the new year. You know, last year we had New Year's resolution which obviously, you know, made a lot of sense because, you know, it was a New Year's movie. Mm -hmm. One this, of our favorites also, It by really the way. was one of our favorites. Uh, but for this one, Stephanie, how did you feel about this? Is this one that you'd want to watch again? Maybe sit down with our cute little puppy on the couch wrapped in winter blankets? I love how our, our your little things now always involve Penny. Well, she's, she's always around us. She, she's she always is. around She us. actually is right now cuddled up next to me. It um, is very adorable. Yes. Very adorable. Or is this one that you'd want to have on the background, maybe while you chase Penny around the house? Or is this one that you would never want to watch again? Not in January, not in February, March, or April. Never again. Well, Hamilton. Yep. Uh, sadly. Sadly. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. Uh -oh. Here it comes. Here comes uh, the hammer. Sadly, it's going to be the latter. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't, I would not watch this one again uh, later this month or in February <laughs> or any other month. Um, this one did not do it for me yeah yeah okay all what, right what about what about you yeah this one no um this one was not not a good one for me this one you know it, it felt like if someone had never seen a hallmark movie and someone told them what a hallmark movie was that's what this movie is it did feel very akin to old maybe hallmark of your yeah, but but not in a not, good way but not in a good not way. like the classic feeling uh, a lot of mistakes here that we'll we'll dive into, but for me, this one just just really missed the mark. Yeah, and you know, we always say we know how hard people work on these movies, and we really appreciate all of all that goes into making these yeah. films. Because while there might have been some missteps for certain people, uh, whether that's on the technical side or you know on the acting side, it's just. Sometimes these things happen. Yes. And we do pride ourselves on being honest. But as you know, we do always try to find some positive in it. And that's what that's what we're going to do here tonight for you. I hope, I hope you can. <laughs> I can. I do. I do. have. <laughs> oh, no, some, I've got I've got some good scenes. I too. do have some positives. So it wasn't all bad. And usually they're not all bad. Usually I can find something in it that speaks to me or makes me smile in some way and that's why i love these movies because there is even if it's a bad movie yeah. there's still maybe something in it that makes me chuckle or like i said smile or i get some sort of feels from something well this this one you know we'll, we'll talk about our actors in a minute um this one angered me oh it angered me because coming it, out hot I, in the new year for real though i mean it, it upset me because i you know we have our our main lead jim lily who plays Max? Mac. Mackenzie, uh, and they call her Mac. Right, Mac or Bug, Bug to her oh, father. Oh, AKA Bug. I'd love to, to her know. Father. I'd love to know the story behind that. But so she's our she's our main character, our main lead. I I didn't like her. I wasn't rooting for her character at all. And to me, 
that is not the way you do these movies. You always want to root for these characters. You yes. always want to root for the characters. You create conflict. You know, we've talked about conflict a lot on this podcast, but you don't want the viewer to hate the character. And I hated her character so much. She was the villain of this movie. Um, I didn't hate her character. Hate is a strong word, but I will say I didn't get her character. I didn't feel like her character was a was a real person. <laughs> like <laughs> she was kind of all over the place. Yeah. Like I didn't dislike her at first and then she made me dislike her, but she never fully like redeems herself. So yeah, you're kind of not liking her throughout the movie, but you I don't know. It just it never fully clicked for me that she was like a real person yeah. like it didn't it, it, it just didn't feel like a genuine character to me at all and if there was any um you know anything to pull from this character it was it, she was just not yeah she wasn't a likable character. She, she wasn't a good friend she she wasn't a good uh romantic partner i don't think i i just she was very self-centered extremely and it, it just i didn't care I, I didn't care what happened to her uh, it just made me upset the way she treated her friend who was played by, uh, her friend Olivia is played by Jill Morrison, who yeah. I actually love. I loved her. Yes. She was great. I mean, she brought a lot of, of life to this film, uh, a lot of, a lot of color. Like I was, I was behind her a lot. Um, and Mac treats her so poorly, so selfishly, even, even up towards the end. It's just, it's infuriating. Yeah, and I mean, you see from you know pretty much the beginning where this is going. It's yeah. a, it's a another one of those you know planning a wedding that's all wrong for the bride situation. So we talked to Bran. We interviewed Bran the other day, and you know Bran's uh, from Deck the Hallmark. From Deck the Hallmark, and his most hated trope is the party planning. My most hated Hallmark trope is the planning the wrong wedding for your friend trope. Mm-hmm. It can be done well, and we've we've seen some where it has been done well. Uh, this one was not like because you just you're like how do you how do you do this like you you literally put yourself before your friend. It's her special day, not good. It is infuriating because she makes this all about her and her job, and she's basically trying to make like a marketing play, you know, for her friend's yeah. wedding. Um, so right there, you're like, nah, not someone I really care for. Yeah. Um, but I do have to say, say on it. a positive note, say the positives. Um, so at where Mac was not our favorite, uh, Dylan mm. is the the male lead in this movie, and he is played by Christopher Russell. Yeah. Um, if you've listened to past episodes, I think Chasing Waterfalls was right. the the movie that we've reviewed of his, and he was not my favorite. He wasn't that, my favorite in that. In I was that very movie. I was very lukewarm on him in that. But movie. I have to say, he upped his game. In yeah. this in this movie, I really enjoyed Christopher Russell in this movie as Dylan. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree with you on that. Um, because of Chasing Waterfalls, I wasn't really looking forward to his performance, but uh, after watching this, no, he did a great job. He yeah, did an awesome he had job. way more personality. Yeah, I really felt like I knew his character. Like his he, I felt like his character yeah. was established and genuine. And yeah, I was. I was pleasantly and surprised. And I liked him. I liked I his, character. I liked I was, his I was, character. I was rooting for him to get away from Mac. That's yeah. what I was rooting for. <laughs> we and need to find Dylan a good girl. <laughs> we do. I mean, honestly, Maybe that bartender. For real, though. For real. We'll, we'll talk about it. We need to talk about that bartender scene. But I think some of the best scenes, some of my favorite scenes in this movie were with him and his friend. Their relationship yes. 
was very was very genuine, realistic. Their conversations, the way they acted with each other, I love those two together. That felt I was like just have a movie, just have a buddy movie, have them go off into the woods, yeah. get some sap, and hang out. Like let's just make it happen. Yes, let me give a pl- quick plot summary. We're we're diving in deep uh, already. I'm As you heated. Can see, I'm we, heated about this. We have we've got some feelings about this movie. <laughs> so I'm going to, in case you haven't seen this movie, here is a very quick plot summary for where your heart belongs. Yeah, Mackenzie, aka Mac, aka Bug, right. heads to her hometown to help plan her best friend Olivia's wedding. Dylan. Olivia's cousin and Mackenzie's old flame is also recruited to help with the planning. And as they work together, Mackenzie realizes exactly where her heart belongs. Mm. That sounds like a good movie right there. Yeah. That sounds like a good movie right there. Yeah. Um, not really what this movie was, no. but that is the premise in a nutshell. Yeah. No, I, I would, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we've, we're recording this, you know, after the fact it came out, obviously. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, we're a tad behind, but... We're a tad behind. Uh, but because we're a tad behind, we just had the news that Jen Lilly is no longer going to be making movies with Hallmark. And this is her last, her last film with Hallmark. This would be her last one, uh, which as we were watching it, we did not know this right. information. But I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I'm a little sad for her that this is how she went out right. with, with Hallmark, though, because it's, it's probably one of my least favorite Jen Lilly movies. Yeah, and to me, knowing this fact now, it, it kind of felt like, you know, when you know, you're at a job, but you've already accepted another job, Ooh. but you still have to be at that job I see for where like you're going with this. two weeks, three weeks. You know, you still have to kind of finish out your job, but you're not really working. That's what this felt like to me. This felt like she was just kind of phoning it in. Oh, yikes. Yeah, I mean, I could maybe see that. I wasn't thinking that, obviously, when I watched this movie. But knowing what we know now, knowing what we know now, it kind of felt like she wasn't right all there, right? Maybe. I don't know if it was the the script or what it exactly what it was, but something did feel off. Yeah. I know that I didn't feel cuz normally I enjoy yeah. Jen Lily. Yeah. We we like her movies. But yeah, this one it did something did feel off. So you could you could be onto something. Who who really knows? She does. She does. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> yeah. So you you could definitely be right there. But we we do like to jump in on on the meet cute. Right. How did, how did you feel about this meet cute? So I actually, surprisingly enough, okay. you know, from in, from my romance, you know, I was really uh, struggling here because I wanted some, because I enjoyed Dylan so much. I really wanted more from We McKenzie. wanted a good girl for Dylan. Yeah. And unfortunately we didn't get that, but con- all that considered, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of a cute meet cute. Um, you know, she's like running in the woods, which dangerous, dangerous, the steps in the woods. I don't slippy. know. That, They're very slippy. Yeah. The um, they almost bump into each other. Yeah. It was it was cute. I think I liked it because I this is kind of like the first interaction we see of Dylan. And because I was so pleasantly surprised, I think I was expecting more of like his character in Chasing Waterfalls. I was expecting the same exact character. same exact yeah. And, and that's not what I got. Mm, no. So I really enjoyed the sort of back and forth with them. There's talk of him, you know, that he, he doesn't have like a mobile phone or anything. He, you know, still has a landline and. Which those are great. I mean, the curly cord. Classic. Yeah. So I, I thought it was, I thought it was 
kind of cute. I did too. Um, and like like you, you know, I wasn't sure about him coming into this, but I, I love the way he played this. It got me excited to see more of him. Um, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was good. Nothing too cheesy. Um, Cause you know, I, I kind of do like a little cheese in my meat cute, but not a lot. This one was just sort of standard. Uh, they kind of walk off awkwardly after that, which felt very realistic to me. So yeah, yeah I agree with you. I, I thought this was a good one. Yeah, I do have to say that Mac in, in this movie is very awkward. And maybe that is how her character was supposed to be. Um, but it, it was just hard for me to read her. And I think that was also true for Dylan as well. I think he even he, says his whole in movie, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't read her. One can't minute she's her. there, one minute she's not. Like, Same, I, Dylan. Same. same. Very much the same. Yes. And yeah. So, you know, and the, there's a lot of uh, like social media puns and jokes in this movie. Some of it worked. So Some many. of it didn't. It did get a little overkill. I mean, though. like we see it in the meet cute and I'm like, oh, OK, that's kind of funny that she's like, oh, I'll send a carrier pigeon. And, uh, you know, that kind of made me smile. But they really will go hard for it. It's like throughout the entire movie and they're they're not letting up. Yeah, it was like circa 2009, you know, you're on your phone too much. You're always on that dang phone. I mean, the whole the whole point of this movie is basically phone bad, nature good, city bad, hometown good. That's what I'm talking about. This feels like someone just never saw a Hallmark movie and was like, okay, this is all Hallmark movies. They always want to go back to their hometown. Uh, it did feel like the internet had just come out. Yeah. And it was like people were like, I don't know about this internet thing. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And just and I'm not sure if Mac is good at her job. Like she like I think she was joking. I don't know. When she's with her friend, she's like, I'm going to take a uh, picture of this food and put it on my Instagram. Like we, we never see her do her job well. It's just I, I don't know anything about her and her work life. But work was so much a part of her. She was always on the phone. You don't need to be on your phone all the time. Yeah. It's, it's, you don't need to call it out either. The marketing jargon in this movie felt like someone didn't know really what marketing is or yeah, like Your job is what? to get these influencers to work for you yeah. for other companies. Like that's your job. Like it's, it felt so dated, so dated. It did feel dated. And that's why it felt like a, a hallmark of yore, even though it's, you know, 2022. We're like, new year, new movies. Oh, what did we go back in time? Right. Um, so, yes, I definitely got the feeling of that also. And a lot of stuff just didn't add up. Like if we're thinking of like strange things. So like she couldn't find a connection anywhere with like her phone, like the, or Wi-Fi right. was like yeah. obsolete in this town. That, yet, that, that was the running joke. Like no Wi-Fi. Like, ha ha. Yeah. Yet when she's in the woods, she can FaceTime like perfectly. It's, it's one of the spots. Connection is just. One of the spots. Google Fiber's out there in yeah. the woods. They're <laughs> running through those, those sap lines. Uh, you know, a lot of it didn't make sense and it did get a little, little dated. Um, and, you know, they're kind of hammering home the small town vibe. These stores in this small town were very posh. Like that that bakery they go to, like it looked great. Like it looked very nice. She only does chocolate and vanilla. I, I was kind of weirded out by that. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that exists anywhere, even like in a small town. They're going to be able to make more than chocolate and vanilla. <laughs> like we live in a small town and you can get cupcakes of like any flavor. Yeah. Like it's that. That's how are not you? Very... How are you still in business? How are you still in business right <laughs> I now? I don't understand. Like what do you I don't. I'm, it must be the best chocolate cake you've ever had in your life for her to still be in business. Well, apparently it is. Apparently. So the small town thing didn't make sense to me because it looked like this town had money and they were very like. Like I said, posh. Like it felt like a, a very upscale small town, not like a, a woodsy kind of, you know, in the woods kind of Vermont kind of town. 
Yeah. And I'm not quite sure why the baker lady, sorry, I can't remember her name, is like, oh, only you can only use my Wi-Fi for like five minutes. Like, there's no one around. Like, why? Like, And you're not being is, charged per minute. This no. is not 1996 where AOL <laughs> is charging you by the minute. It didn't make any sense. So um, they just kind of, it was a little weird. It was a little yeah, weird. Yeah, and I felt like that was kind of like the running theme of this movie. Like, I just kept like scratching my head like, what? Like, what is, what? Yeah, the head scratching. I like that. Yeah. It was a, it was a head scratcher. It was a head scratcher. But... You know, Dylan, you mentioned this before. So yeah. even though I didn't get many feels from the McKenzie and Dylan relationship, I will talk about that in a little bit. Sure. Uh, but I do have to, and we shouted out Jill Morrison already, who plays uh, McKenzie's best friend, Olivia. I also have to shout out. And we are fans of, of this person. We've spoken of him before on the yeah. podcast. I was very happy to see Devin Alexander, yep. who plays Stuart, who is marrying Olivia. And I don't know about you, but I loved these two. I, I want a movie of just those two. Please. That way we get more Dylan and Stuart hanging out. You know, we get the whole thing. Let's just, you know, take Mackenzie, put her, put her on the back burner. Maybe she's on a trip doing social media. I don't know. Yeah, I have to say the scene, um, there's a scene with Stuart and Dylan where they're having a chat. Oh, I love it. But yes, all of their scenes are great together. But um, they're having this whole chat. And so the script was weird for me because in some parts it didn't make sense. But then in other parts, I was like, wow, that was that was really good. So particularly yeah. is this scene um, with Stuart and Dylan. I adored these two together. Like yeah. I, I bought them as friends. I thought they had great chemistry together. And Dylan says this wonderful line. He's talking about like his ex-girlfriend and he's like saying how like, oh, we didn't really have, you know, that spark, you know, together. He's like, but Mac, she's a light show all her own. Yeah, I have that. A light show all her own. That's exactly what I wrote down. I, I, I know. It was beautiful. It was Such beautiful. a great line. And it I was don't delivered get it because well. Mac, I'm not sure about the light show for Mac, but it was delivered so well. The Line. Beautifully written, just absolutely wonderful. Um, and then that, that's when they talk about like the kiss on the forehead, the forehead you know, kisses. girls love a kiss on little, ugh. And Great they scene. do. They do love a forehead kiss. One of my, one of my favorite scenes. One of my favorite scenes. It was movie. mine as well. Um, so I loved the relationship between these two. So that was definitely a highlight for me of the movie, as well as the relationship between Olivia and Stuart. Like their love for each other just to me seemed so evident. Like I bought it yeah. all the way. Like there's this really like the way they look at each other. There's this scene where Olivia is just kind of like rubbing the back of his head like mm. they're on a couch. And it's just like so natural and so sweet. So yeah, th that those three characters to me were highlight the yeah, highlight of the for movie for sure. Which is why you don't like Mac at all because you see these two with this genuine love and you realize that Mac is just ruining it and it just you don't like her. Yeah. Now, as far as romance with Mac and Dylan, there is a sort of cute scene which might be weird because it lasts for like two seconds, but I think she's like doing the dishes or something and mm. she gets like some dishwater soap on her nose. Oh, it's on her forehead. Oh yeah, on yeah. her forehead. And Dylan said, like, he goes to, like, pop the bone. He's like, pop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I just mm. thought that was really cute. It was unexpected. I was like, okay. But I don't know. I thought it was sweet, and, and I liked it. So yeah. that, I thought that was I'm, I'm glad scene. you brought that scene up because it's a great way to slide some technical in here. Yeah, give it. Um, so this movie, it, it very much, I, I felt like it was overly lit in a lot of, a lot of scenes. Um, again, that's a style. If you either like it or you don't. That's not my preferred style. Uh, but this scene in particular really bothered me. It's a night scene. These people are lit up so bright in this scene. And if you notice also, 
Jen Lilly is always going to be the brightest lit person in the scenes, in all scenes, to the point it's like that old style in cinema back in the 20s where the starlet was always the brightest lit. In this scene in particular, though, they're standing next to a dark window. We're established, right? There's that dark window. There's no light coming through that dark window. It's nighttime. However, when we're on that scene, the key light is supposed to be moonlight streaming in. There's no moonlight. It bothered me to no end that they have this bright key moonlight coming on them, but there's no moonlight source. I mean, did we look outside? Do we know if the moon? Yes, because they they established they established that that it's literally a black window with no light coming in, and yet the key light when they're on the close-ups is the moon. It just I don't know if you saw that and it frustrated you. I'm sure it did. I can see by your face. I see the frustration. Not that scene. So, but I do have to say in a lot of this movie, and I don't usually hop into technical too often. Come on over. But I'm hopping. Plenty of room. And (laughs) there were some technical issues. Uh, Lighting in a lot of the scenes seems strange to me. Right. That's what I'm I'm saying. They seemed really like washed out. Right. Because they're overlit. Yes. They're overlit. That's why. So I definitely noticed that. Um, a, a big thing was like in the scene where I think they're like the, the camp out that they have, like the bachelorette party. First of all, beautiful setup. Yes. Beautiful setup. The lighting there was all wrong, all wrong to me. But what did you see? The, the, they just, they almost looked like cakey. I don't know. It was like a weird, like, just like, they just looked very pale. It was like very washed out. Right. Again, because they're they're overlit. You don't want to over, you don't want to overlight a scene like that. You want very little light in that scene because you want it to feel like a dark, warm glow. You know, you want some of the the practicals in the background bringing in some of the lights. Yeah, just a lot of overlighting in this. And again, it's a style. Some people love it. It just it just didn't work for me. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that either. Um, But speaking of the bachelorette party. Come on. Can you <laughs> come on? What are you, what are you talk about say? head scratcher. I mean, <laughs> you're literally scratching your head. Right now. Like I'm watching you scratch your head I right am now. Actually scratching my head. So so they come back to her hometown for this wedding because yep. they have to like rush it through. Right. Um, it's like sooner than because they, they have the venue. They have the venue they wanted. Or yeah. I'm sorry, the venue that she wanted. So the girls, the other girls that show up. Out of nowhere. To the bachelorette party. Literally out of the blue. Maybe I missed something, but they were like, they keep talking about camping. So they like always went camping together. They made shirts of them when they were like little. Yep. And it says like when they were in high school, but the photo of the girls, they seem a lot younger. No, they, they were camping when they were little kids up until high school. Okay. They were talking about how their feet would stick out of the tent, but they always loved camping. They were camping kids. But. Go ahead. What do you got? Are they still Friends, like she does, they don't live there anymore, right? Right. So there, there's social media. You can text. But like, where are all uh, of Olivia's other friends? Does she not have any friends? Like, back I was home? a little. Like, I it's just little, these two girls from yeah. like way back from high school uh-huh. that they used to camp together, and now they're like in her bridal party, like right. in her bachelorette party. And I know maybe this is like last minute, and this is all they could get. It just seemed, I don't know, it was a little I, I would expect a few more people there, even, especially if it's your hometown, right? I would expect a few more people there. Maybe she just wanted to keep it to their four. I have a, a solid four friends. I'm sorry, three friends, really, um, that I'm very close with. And if I was doing something like that, I'd want my three friends there with me. I wouldn't want a ton of people. Um, so. And who, and who are 
these girls going camping with? Are they just going out in the woods yeah. by themselves? And they're, they're playing like truth or dare and stuff. It was like, it's just a sleepover in the woods when they were kids. That's not what bothered me. What bothered me were a few things in that scene. First of all, I love the t-shirts. I thought the t-shirts were a nice touch. I wish someone would have made t-shirts I know. T-shirts I just like am like, she's. Ha- these are just girls she used to camp with when she was no, younger. No, they're, they're, they're like the best of friends. I didn't buy it, okay. but okay. Um, what bothered me was, and this is why I'm saying that it feels like old Hallmark. There's sort of wine bottles in the background and they call it like adult beverage. Oh. You know, it's like a whole thing. They start playing Never Have I Ever, but they're playing it with marshmallows instead of liquor, which... It just seemed kind of kind of cheesy to me. Um, I know there's there's s'mores there, but it just it didn't feel like a, a bachelorette party. I mean, literally bottles behind you. You play it with it. It's a drinking game. Yeah, you should be drinking. It's a bachelorette party. So that felt a little a little odd, odd to me. I don't know, but I do have to say the highlight of the scene and one of the <laughs> other highlights of this movie was Olivia's scarf. What? I don't remember that. This woman had this scarf. And she wore it all <laughs> sorts of ways in this movie. And I, I didn't was notice. I didn't here notice for it. She had it around her neck. Then it was up in her hair. Then she had it like a belt later on in the night. Like she was styling herself with this one scarf in many different ways. I, I and missed I was it. I very, missed scarf. I was very impressed. What I did notice was uh, Mackenzie's outfits. They felt very similar to me in the same sort of pastel color range. Just... I, I wasn't, you know, crazy about the, the wardrobe for her. It's like they didn't really know how to dress her because her character felt sort of incomplete. That's ah. what I'm saying. I didn't, bu- her character was just a, I don't know. I didn't feel like she existed. Like, but everyone else, I liked everyone else's wardrobe, yeah. but hers, it's like they didn't know what to do with her. I don't know. But yeah, Olivia with the scarf, I, I don't know if that, I mean, wardrobe, I would say good job on yeah. that or maybe i don't know if that was like the jill morrison the actress's like own like stylish thing <laughs> love it. i don't know but i loved it i love that i kept seeing it and it was styled in a different way i thought it was very clever and cute um and the details yeah you know the those are the things that i that i like in movies so well let's talk about the infamous beer scene because i i've got some i got some thoughts the beer scene. Yep, where the bartender comes over. We have a scene with Dylan and Stuart. Another good scene between these, these two. Bartender, an attractive, an attractive. Uh, oh, yeah. the bartender. Sorry, an attractive bartender comes over to Dylan, asks if he wants another one, ignores Stuart. You know, walks away. Obviously, kind of flirting with him. Um, Does she say like, "You look really thirsty"? Something. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's very like, you know, the problem with this though. It takes her forever to get that one beer to him. It's not a fancy mixed drink. It's not going to take you an hour to make. There's no infused smoke here. You literally pour the tap and bring it over. There's no one at the bar either. He doesn't get that beer until Mackenzie comes to the bar. Maybe like 15, 20 minutes later, she walks over and says it's on the house. I hope it's on the house because it took you an hour to get you this beer. Well, this is something we've seen in Hallmark movies. The bartenders in Hallmark movies are abnormally slow very very slow very slow they are reading the room they're like there's stuff going on i'm gonna just sit back <laughs> i i'm guessing they're just really thoughtful and they're just giving time you know but i like that i like hallmark has thoughtful bartenders i think that's a great, great yeah call or they are just really slow but I, I thought that was ridiculous like this man waits for his beer no but if anyone was thirsty it was this bartender. No, she was coming. She was coming on strong. But I mean, I think Dylan could do better than Mackenzie. Yeah. So, I say he, you know, get her number. You know. 
Why not? See, see what's up. I Why don't not? know. But then it, it leads into the, the slow dance there, which was supposed to be a very romantic scene. Um, it, they weren't they weren't really dancing they were just sort of kind of it was a weird kind it of thing for me it was awkward it was awkward dancing the whole this whole scene i don't i'm very confused by the relationship of mackenzie and dylan yeah they talk about you know that there was something with them and then there's like they don't fully talk about it, but there's like this scene where she you know brings up that she's like moved on like it, it sounds like he hurt her from what I could get, we don't get it. We don't get a pass, and we've no. talked about this before. We hate when we don't get information about what broke them up or what happened in the past. But she says that she's moved on, but yet she is flirting with him. Yeah. So she's like, "Oh, I've moved on," but she is like, you know, heavily flirting with him. I would say, uh, you know, there's line where she's he's like, "Oh, well, I'll see you later," and she's like, "If you're lucky." Yeah. So it doesn't really feel like she's moved on or she's like trying to like maybe test the waters. I, I don't I don't really understand their relationship throughout the entire movie. I don't either. Um, so when the end does come, it feels very abrupt and very I don't know. The, the relationship was hard for me to to understand in this movie. Yeah, especially, you know, we have the conflict a little bit earlier than normal in, in mm-hmm. a film like this. It usually comes uh, towards later back to the, to the later part of the movie into the third act. Um, and, but it is drawn out, which is one thing that we don't we like. Hate. Mm-hmm. We hate when conflict is drawn out, especially when it can be resolved. If you, if you talk to the people, she constantly says in this movie, I can't talk about this. I don't have time for this. She says those lines constantly like five times. Like it is the most, in, again, I, I've said this so much this podcast, the most infuriating thing for me is when they do that. Like this just, movie just talk should have been called Mac doesn't have time. Mac. Yeah, exactly. This would have been a great title for it because she doesn't. And it would have been solved. It's not. So it's just, it's drug out. And I'm not even sure why she's mad at him. She thinks he's stealing the farm, which is just ridiculous. I mean, you've known this guy since you were kids. You know he's not going to steal the farm away from your father. Like, it's just... That's what's weird, is they've known each other since kids, yet she doesn't act like she knows him. Yeah. Like, like he he seems like he knows her. Like, he knows exactly who she is. But she is just kind of, like, all over the place. She, I mean, if anything, maybe maybe I'm giving this character too much credit, but, like, she just seems very lost. And I felt lost with the character that I didn't really feel like I knew who she was, and she doesn't seem to know who she is. Um, Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. So, but again, I'm probably giving it more credit than than it really was but let me uh before we get dive into some some more romance here i do want to just bring up a little technical here um i I thought the movie was shot pretty well in in terms of cinematography uh there was some nice foreground elements here with some flowers that they use sometimes You, you know if you listen to this podcast i love me some foreground elements i love that movement the car scenes were shot a little awkwardly there was one scene in particular i don't know if this is an editing thing but it was it was weird. Do you remember when they were driving into the to Vermont? There's just so many different cuts on that car, and like behind the mirror, it just it just did not work for me. That does not ring a bell. Okay, well it rang it rung a bell for me. It, did, it rung yeah. a bell for me. Uh, but other than that, yeah, pretty much standard Hallmark fare uh, in terms of camera work. Nothing nothing too crazy. Well, since we're talking technical, I thought you were gonna say since let's talk crazy. Let's talk about bowling ball. Well, since we're talking technical. There was another technical thing that did really stick out to Go me. Go for it. I'm and here. It, it bothered me. 
I definitely was bothered by it. And it was the the music selection. Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> this this <movie> music. <laughs> had the oddest song selection and it and it was throughout yeah it wasn't like usually you'll get it in the beginning sometimes at the end it was throughout throughout there would just be this random song that would just pop up made no sense to what was happening in that scene normally you want to get a song that maybe the lyrics kind of could convey what's going on in the scene or make you feel some type of way about what's happening but it would be like you know and this is not actually what happened, but this is just an example of like what was going on of like, you know, maybe Stuart and Dylan were hanging out and it was like a romantic song about, you know, I've loved you forever. Like this is just an example of what was happening in this movie. Like the songs made no sense for the scenes and not just lyrically, but musically as well. Yeah. It was very odd to me. And and the music was cranked up too. Cranked up. There, there was also a lot of dubbing in the movie, mm-hmm. which you know bugs me sometimes. It didn't bug me like a ton in this movie, but I do have to say the music was much louder than their vocals. Um, the sound design was not my favorite right now. But yeah, I mean specifically one scene that comes to mind is the there's like a, a montage when she's like trying on wedding dresses. Ooh, oh that montage. I mean, which, which Hallmark, broke our heart because she's like ruining her friend's wedding. Yes, there was a lot of bad, bad stuff going on in yeah. this this scene. And you know, Hallmark is known for the montages, and I love a good cheesy montage. This one was not. This was not lovable. No, the only thing lovable about this scene was Olivia when she was doing like the birds thing with like the one piece was like coming towards her neck. I laughed at that. I actually gave a good chuckle for that. That was the only good thing about this scene. Yeah. She was trying to hold that scene and make it <laughs> something better than what it was. But the song that was overlaid oh, over man. this did not fit. And they it, were dancing. And they were dancing. It just, it was all a mess. Because so. you, you, you know, and not only, it was because you know she's ruining this. And so your feeling for her friend is just awkward and sad. And and it doesn't even make sense either because it's like, if you know, I could see if maybe like she thought maybe for a second Olivia would like any of these dresses, but yeah. she knows, she knows from the get go, Olivia is not going to like any of these dresses. No, exactly. So you right away are just like, Mackenzie is a bad person. Right. She's a bad friend. And... Like any respectable friend would not be doing this no, right now. Not and she's for like your wedding. Forcing her, even though Olivia's like, no, I think I've found the dress I want. Mackenzie's still like, no, why don't you just try these other? Like ones the on? first dress she tries on, and everyone loves it. And she's like, no, I've got some more. Um, but you did mention. Uh, let's get back to maybe a little romance now that we've you know torn apart the the music selection. <laughs> and I'm big on music, so that's the only reason I'm you know harping on it is uh so we do get a before end kiss yes we do and before we get to that the the whole scene they're at a bowling alley we see the sign they're bowling yeah they're in the bowling alley i'm not sure if they're actually there we see the pins go ahead what do you mean no go ahead go ahead finish your thing (laughs) i have a question please (laughs) put it out to everyone maybe i've not been to enough different types of have we been bowling wrong for years but what kind of bowling balls were they using 
I don't know. They, they were like tiny baby balls that fit in like one hand. Like shot put balls. They were like throwing them like it was nothing. Yeah. And it just fit in their hand. If, is this a new... Am I... Are we old? Are we old? All right. So I have a theory about this. Okay. And again, I haven't gone back to watch this because when I saw the balls, I'm like, wait, none, this doesn't make sense to me. I think that was a green screen when they were at the the counter and behind them was not there. I don't think they were really Were there. the balls green screen? No, I'm saying that okay. I don't think they were really at a bowling alley. I think it, I don't think it was a bowling alley. I'm well, not sure. That's neither here nor there. No, but I'm saying if it, so if it's not a bowling alley, they would need to, they're not going to have bowling balls. They're going to need to pretend with like a like a shot put ball or something. Do you know what I mean? Like so to sell it, they they can't just throw a bowling ball like on grass or a stage or wherever they were at. They would have to throw something else. That's my thought. I don't know. I was just dumbfounded yep. uh, by those balls. And I'm like, maybe they were using child-sized balls, bowling balls. But even still, you wouldn't it's be able town. to just throw it. Small you know. Town. So whatever kind of bowling alley this was in this town, I'm very curious it's about It's a romantic it. bowling alley because this is where we get that kiss. We do get the kiss. And let's talk about the kiss. Uh, this scene, it did not work for me. Usually I love a good before end kiss. And even though Dylan was doing all the right things, whatever was going on with the script in this scene, no thank you. He says this line, you know, and like we said, we love, we love a good cheesy line, but this one was, (laughs) this one was a bit, a bit much for me. Something about, you know, there's a whole world out there. And maybe if you, you know, look up from your your phone, look up from your screen. Uh, A whole world beyond your screen. I wrote it down because I was like, did you really just say this? Yeah, I was paraphrasing. I'm glad you you had that on there. Um, (laughs) It was a little too on the nose. Um, We and we do get a kiss and it's a little awkward. It doesn't feel natural to me. Yeah. To me personally. And so if I had to rate this kiss, and I do, because that's that, my job. That's your job, yeah. I'm really sorry, y'all. But this was this was a wet campfire for me. <laughs> we're, if we're sticking with my, my campfire uh, critiques. It felt, it felt a little forced and a little awkward for me. Yeah. And I did not get any, any feels from this. Maybe I was just still too taken aback by the tiny bowling balls, but <laughs> it, it didn't work for me. Well, no, I, I agree with you. Cause I think this bowling alley happens right after they're at the bar. And it was almost like they were about to kiss at the bar too. And it, it just, it was weird because they almost kissed at the bar. Now we're at a bowling alley. It, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. It didn't, it didn't work for me. No. And then obviously we have our conflict after this. And it's just, it's just downhill. It, I mean, she gets a DJ because she's listening to her. And the dress scene, too, is because of her, her boss slash friend, Tristan, who, again, is, is kind of like the villain as well of this film. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get their relationship. I don't get what, what he's doing. Is he really helping her? It seems like he's helping himself, which, you know, is fine because he, if he's acting selfish. But then he comes to help her. It's just very strange. Yeah, at first I was like, oh, well, she's not really the bad guy because Tristan, She, but she is listening to Tristan. Yeah. Olivia says it best when she's like, Tristan is picking out my, my wedding dresses. Like, Tristan is, ha- like, you're supposed to be the one right. that's planning my wedding. And, of course, she made it all about her job. You know, one thing about the, the DJ, I thought that whole thing was ridiculous, but... We do get something we've never seen in a Hallmark movie before. A rave? A rave in a church. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you're right. Yes, it was so, in the church. So, you know, that was kind of 
It's a little weird. Interesting. A little weird. To see in a Hallmark movie? Well, you know what? I, I really wanted this DJ to be DJ Joey from It Was Always You. You know, we have been petitioning. We've we've made signs. We've, we've talked to everyone to get DJ Joey to be the Hallmark DJ in all these movies. Because they always need a DJ. DJ Joey's your guy. Yeah, he should be. Um, because... You know, we do have our staples in Hallmark on Hallmark movies. And, we, you know, who we do have in this movie. We don't have DJ Joey. No. But we do have Tom Pickett. And he is a priest in this movie. We and, barely we barely get him. But we got and him. And I, I want to start a petition, although I don't quite think we need to because it pretty much is almost there. I just want Tom Pickett in every movie. Somewhere <laughs> in the movie. Um, but what I do think we should petition is... He just deserves a lead at this point. I mean, I, I want to be great. I mean, I just think he's fantastic. And every time I see him pop up in one of these movies, it puts a smile on my face. So thanks for, for sticking Tom Pickett in here mm-hmm. um, and giving him the, the role of the priest. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was great to see him there. So so just real quick, let's talk about the other conflict that happens. The DJ comes, who's not Joey, who's not Joey, has the rave in the church. Apparently the church is ruined. They they write on the tree that it's a whole tree thing, mm-hmm. um, with lipstick. Yeah, I don't know. The tree's ruined. Church is a mess. This scene broke my heart when Matt goes and and tells Olivia about it. Breaks her grandmother's compact. Oh my gosh! Like uh, you're the worst. Broke my heart. Broke my heart. That's what was broken. Awful, awful. Um, and then Tristan comes to save the day. I'm not sure what Tristan does because he basically goes with her to the same places that Dylan went with them. It. It makes no sense to me. What What is he doing to you know, help? You know what Tristan does? Tell me. He tastes some maple syrup with her dad blindfolded. Good. And somehow that saves the wedding. It's the weirdest thing, right? Like Because apparently the church is a mess. Talk about another weird montage. And yeah. another song overlaid <laughs> does not fit. Um, oh, man. Yeah, the montages were not it in this movie. No. Sorry, sorry guys. But um, I'm not really quite sure how they save the day, but they do. Yeah, but we, we don't we don't know what he does. And which and I why wasn't know. she doing it with Dylan? Like it it was weird. This the end of this movie got very weird for me. Yeah, I felt like Olivia and Stuart deserved better yeah. for for their wedding. Um, at least Tom Pickett was marrying them, so they did That's have true. that. And the wedding was sweet, I guess, you know. I thought it was Yeah. I thought it was fine. Yeah. The wedding was cute, and you know Olivia goes in for that that hard kiss on Stuart right away. So I liked it. It was very much in character for them. Yeah, I just am, I just feel like Olivia and Stuart deserved a better movie. Yes. A, or a better friend. Than, a better friend than Mackenzie. Because I think if we have a better friend, it would have been a better movie. I do. I do agree. Good. But yeah, and then you know we go into the to the end, and it was just hard for me for this ending which should have been better, but because I never bought into the the romance right. with Dylan and Mackenzie, when they dropped the L word, I'm just... It was weird. It was a weird scene. The whole end of this movie is just odd. And it is very odd. It and takes he, me out of it. And, and even though Dylan is wonderful, I don't think he needed... He should have been so forgiving so quickly yeah. to Mackenzie, who just totally dismisses him. Doesn't hear him out, just jumps to conclusions, just like, you know. Multiple times. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for this. I'm busy. But yeah, so the end, they, they kiss. He kind of fake proposes to her. Very that, awkward. That was weird. Very weird and awkward. Because at first I was like, whoa, he's proposing? Yeah. This makes no sense. And of course he wasn't. 
But it was still odd because in ev- to, to me, everyone watching is thinking this He's is proposing. a proposal. Yeah. And they're all cheering and clapping. And I'm pretty sure everyone at that wedding thinks they just got engaged. Right. And they're probably going to go to the wedding too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what did you think about the, the kiss here? Um, again, <laughs> it was a weird... It was a weird kiss. And, yeah. you know, sometimes two actors just, it doesn't work. And for these two, unfortunately, it did, it did not work for me. So I would have to say, even though it may have been a tad bit better than the before end kiss, I still didn't feel anything from it. So yeah. it's going to it's gonna have to be another wet campfire. Ooh, two wet campfires. That's a record. That's some sort of weird, weird record for us. I know. Ugh, I hate it. I, hate I don't it. know that that's ever happened. In, I don't think it has in, in our podcast history. Nope, I don't. I don't think it has. Ugh. Well, where your heart belongs just broke that record. So <laughs> at least it at least it gave us that. Oh man, and that was where your heart belongs. Yes, which apparently is in a, in a small town in Virginia, not in the big city. Get away from your phone. Don't look at those phones. <laughs> They're bad. They're evil. So, yeah, just to recap, you know, highlights obviously were Jill Jill Morrison, Devin Alexander as Olivia and Stewart in here. Fantastic. And Christopher Russell. I would say this is my favorite from what I've seen. Christopher Russell uh, movie as Dylan. I enjoyed his character and I thought he did a a great job. Yeah, we liked a lot of the side characters here. We liked a lot of the side characters Yes. So the plot was a bit iffy for us. Again, this trope with the planning the wedding we don't enjoy. Yeah, when it's done poorly like this. you know, we're hoping our heart will maybe belong to the next movie. Oh, good. I like that. I like that. In this new year, new movies. So well, I was just—I mean, again, because last year they came out so strong. The New Year's resolution. I, I was—I was really, I was hoping. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll check the next one. I believe it's the Wedding Veil, the the trilogy. Yes, uh, we also want to do the movies and mystery. Oh uh, yeah, North that to one. Home. I'm Oof. really looking forward. Are we to, gonna need tissues for that? That, that, looks, that looks intense. Probably will need because it almost looks like like a like a killer drama. Like someone looks like they're gonna die. I don't think there's a killer, but ooh, that the, would the be music a twist. amped up. The music amps up on those previews. I get a little nervous. Yeah, but I mean, it's got Kimberly Sustad, mm-hmm. who we love. Right. We've got our newcomer Lindsay Fonska, who I'm she, excited. She's my new favorite. She's she's climbing the ranks. Yeah, here. and uh, and this one's directed by Ali Liebert, who we also love so i'm very much looking forward to that one so we i don't want to cry though i don't want to cry in january well you're, it's gonna happen <laughs> and we're gonna talk about it um uh, but thank you all so much for listening as always for sticking around mm-hmm. and we're excited for 2022 and even though this movie did not come out swinging for us we're i'm hopeful for for the other one i'm too I, I am too guys and um as always please make sure to like subscribe Send us messages. You know, we, we like to hear from you guys all the time. We love like talking about these. Like carrier pigeon. Carrier, so carrier pigeon. Landline. We do have a landline. You can reach us here. Um, and if there are people out there that love this movie, let me know why. Please send us a message. I, I'd love to talk about it. So thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yep. Thanks. <laughs>